0: Hey, everybody, Ben here for the Boner Podcast, and we've got unbox and review time. It is the Almanac 2022. Now, a massive thank you to our friends at Entoyment, Wargaming in Pool, our friendly local gaming store, and brilliant web store just a brilliant bunch of guys uh, who uh let us get these uh, out early so that we can show them off and see what's inside so if you haven't picked up a copy yet uh, you can probably still get them on their website i'll link it in below but yeah whenever you think about picking up games workshop or other hobby games i do wholeheartedly recommend entoyment.co.uk anyway it's almanac time let's have a look okay so we've got the overhead cam on the go and we've got the almanac here so you will already probably know what's inside but the most important thing to do i guess would be to open it up and have a quick look at the contents let's give a bit of a zoom in there and get some autofocus so the biggest thing in this book is the new star players so It's the combination of the spikes that have been released this year. So we've got the Norse Spike, Spike 14. We've got the Amazon Spike, Spike 15. And then we've got all of these new star players that we're going to have a look through as well. So I guess the first thing to start with is if you've got the first two Spike magazines, those bits aren't going to be of any use to you unless you like a really good hardback book, because as you're about to see, as we go through the video, It's Games Workshop, they do great quality rulebooks, and this thing could probably stop most um, artillery, which is excellent. I love a good hardback book. Anyway, so we'll go through, we'll flick through, we'll talk through the most important things. We won't take a deep dive into uh, the bits from the Spike magazines, because we've already done unboxing and reviews for those, and you've already had time to go through them. But... um, Here we go, they've actually got a nice little briefing page here. In issue 14 of the Spike Journal, we ventured to the frozen north and warmed our feet by the fire as we learned all we could about the ale-addled Norse teams. So you've got a nice little preface page there and then it goes through um, basically everything the same as the Spike magazine and you've got a contents page there which copies it as well. So you've got all of the bits for the Spike magazine for the Norse team. Now, if you don't have that, this is a great way to pick it up if you don't have the amazon one it's a great way to pick it up games workshop tend to do more than two teams per year so normally there's a bit more in it but i do like they have put both of them in there so you can see the entire thing and you can see that the list of star players is getting pretty chunky now. Now, the way this book goes, it, it, it's copied straight out of the Spike magazine, so you've got a breakdown of what each of the players are, so it gives you a nice little rundown of what they do. You've got the beer balls there, which is quite interesting. I'm not sure I actually read this. Um, it's well documented that Norsekins like beer, and that many of them hit the pitch with a fresh pint in their hand. However, the raucous nature of any game involving drunken Norsekins means that much of their beloved golden ale may get spilt uh, leaving the norskins parched for more to rectify this many teams will field a beer bore to carry a spare barrel of the team's favorite tipple uh, though they are not capable of carrying the ball beer bores have proven to be a useful addition providing a swift refill and a quick pick me up to those uh, norskins who have hit the deck in a brawl of course being the bearers of ale and mead means that the rest of the team will do all they can to protect their poor sign pals or poor kind i'm not I'm not sure i'm gonna i think it's poor sign we'll go poor sign um I, I like that you kind of got a bit of breakdown of what each of the players do what they are and of course we've got the the full-on roster here so if you need a cheeky screenshot that's your one but it's a cool way to kind of go through it uh, you've got all of the background this is my favorite bit and i say this every time we look at a, a spike magazine I, I love the game of Blood Bowl. I love the interactions. I love the action on the pitch. But the, the background, the fluff, is so important to me. And trying to brew up your own team, your own franchises. When they take the four example ones, they always chuck in a book. It, it really gives me a bit of inspiration to be like, oh, my Norse team could be the Arctic Crag Spiders or the new Ford Jota, Jotnar. Uh, it's really cool. I like the way they do that. And then as you go through, they've got the Hall of Fame team for the Norse here. Uh, Which is pretty underwhelming, although it does have Ivar in it uh, as well. Is it pretty underwhelming? Yeah, it's not a lot of of special skills on the way there. Anyway, you've got the rules here for Ivar Eriksson, the Norse Griff. Now, we've had a chance to see him on the pitch a few times now at 245k, I thought. Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. He's not as good as Griff, but his mixture of skills, block, guard and tackle with loan of 3+. plus strength four means that for 245 you get a really strong sweeper uh, he's just a star blitzer basically he's not he doesn't have the agility or the movement of griff but i mean as far as star players go he is pretty good now 245 you end up being in the space or where you could afford Zog for less who's got block and strength five but the fact he's got guard and tackle and he's got that ability the raiding party ability that allows you to move a friendly player one square can really change things up so he's a more interesting version if you want pure stats and and stuff then Zug is your better option if you want a game-winning ability then saving up and taking Griff is the better option but 245 he gives you a bit of a toolbox and I like that Skrog, um, I've not seen great things from him on the pitch uh, 250k for a strength five piece is fine Claw's disturbing presence Juggernaut Mighty Blow is okay and his pump up the crowd ability where sometimes he can get a reroll if you put a casualty it, it, it's not brilliant. Now, again, strength five claws piece is great. The fact he's got jogs is pretty good too. Mighty Blow is pretty good. I just think standard Yeti is better. That Frenzy follow-up is just so useful. Uh, they've got a cool thing here that I really like this, and we, we talk about this all the time. These thematic league rules that they have in there are really good fun. So the ice bowl here, you've got the kind of different rules for it we've got i think weather pitches a different kickoff table it's a really cool an alternative way to play um this is something that i look for in all the spikes it's something i i really enjoy in all of the spike magazines because they are just a, a lot of fun um and that's just i i want more of that and that's why i'm really pleased with what they've done out of the new uh dungeon ball thing just exploring that fluff is actually really good and let's see if we can turn the saturation up on this a little bit because it looks a bit a little bit flat oh that's probably too much Point 0.3 i'll go for that Go for that. No, I don't think that's really done anything. No, never mind. Anyway, Norse kickoff table's cool. You've got the frozen pitch. You've got uh, a few other bits there, the coffin corners. And as you go through, it's just everything else from the Spike magazine. You've got uh, Chat with the Rat. You've got the special rules for the Norse balls. You've got the Norsecan way, which gives you kind of a, a brief on how... Some examples on how to develop your characters, which is pretty cool. Um, Yeti, Brawler Guard, jugs Mighty Blow. Yeah, I like that. Block and Pro on a double, like that too. Some good starting rosters. Norse are a really interesting team because you've got the beer balls, so you can flex one way or another, <laughs> which we saw a lot of tournaments. You've got setups for them as well. Have we done our setup videos for Norse yet? I assume we have. You've got Thors and Stoutmead, who, spoiler alert, is no longer the bomber. Of the Old World Classic teams. Cindy Pye has landed. I think it's going to make a bit more of an impact than he did. Cool rules. I like Thorson. And 170. He's affordable enough for you to be able to take him. Uh, we tried him out in a game. Got a good test game on the go. I've not seen him do brilliant things. But he will definitely cause your opponent to change up how they play. To have to think about what they're trying to do. Now we've got the College of Beasts Here. Costs the same, costs the same, costs the same, costs the same, and they fixed uh, the fixed skull missing from the Norse Raider lineman in that. So, and then you've got the comic book and art from the Spike magazine there. And then it goes straight in to the Amazon one as well, and it's all going to be the same, which I really love. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Spike magazines. The Almanac dropped a little bit quick after the Amazon book. Uh, So there's going to be a little bit, maybe a little bit of feel bad if you've just picked up the Amazon roster uh, and now you're kind of looking to pick this one up as well. It's always fun to go through here though and check and see if they've fixed anything. So again, you've got the special rules, you've got the team breakdown, you've got Estelle. Hey, they've changed her ruling. This is brilliant. On 2+, the chosen player loses their tackle zone and cannot be activated until the end of the opposition's next team turn. No, they haven't changed it. That is, they can't activate during the next turn, though. That got FAQ'd. You've got career highlights. You've got glottal stop, which is one of my favourite big guy models from Forgeworld now. They've done a really nice job with this model. Uh, I'm not ashamed the model's not actually in the book. But, so they're on my shelf. Chonky boy, I think that's our sculptor friend, Windsor Chog who got poached by Games Workshop. You've got the Amazonian Temple Leagues with the sweltering jungle weather table and the the Temple City kickoff table. You've got some Coffin Corner bits. You've got the rules for the pitch. You've got Amazon Balls, the Crystal Skull rule, which is quite cool. You've got the Secrets of the Amazon, which is that article that covers how to develop your team. Some example skills. Let's have a look here. Uh, So the Jaguar Warrior is the blocker. Yeah, the Piranha is the Blitzer who's got agility access. I don't see catch on there. I think we're going to see that. I think that's a pretty useful way to up the scoring game of your team. You've got some example setups here. You've got the rules for Boa Constrictor, College of Heavens. Have they changed the costs back? No, they haven't. Okay, cool. I kind of wondered if that would be FAQ'd, uh, whether they got that right. But they haven't. So everything's a little bit cheaper here, which was concerning. I thought maybe we'd see some at Bonehead Bowl, actually, but was not to be the case. Anyway, that is the Spike magazine bits, and you've got the new season colours there. And here we go. We're getting started now Oh, with the meat of this book, which are the brand new Star Players. Now, um, where are we in the week by the time this video comes out? We should have been halfway through the Star Player Spotlight. It's probably on the channel. Um, but we're gonna do this for completeness sake. We'll talk through them, we'll talk through the stats, we'll talk through how much they are, because uh we kind of we can get a good a good bit of chatting about it without going into too much depth. So Puggy Baconbreath is back. He's a Halfling, he can play for a Halfling Thimblecup or Old World Classic. Uh block dodge, loner three plus, nerves of steel, right stuff, stunty, movement five, strength three, andch three plus, passing four plus, armor seven plus, so Movement the same, edge the same, passing the same, armor the same, strength boosted halfling. So a strength three halfling with block and dodge. Nerves of Steel as well in there and Lone of three plus, which is pretty cool. So he's kind of like a little bit of a toolkit piece. He can be your extra scoring threat for an Old World Classic team. You can be a cheeky strength three blodger for an Ogre team. And he's got the halfling luck special ability here as well. So once per game, Puggy may re-roll one dice that was rolled either as a single dice or as part of a multiple dice roll or as part of a dice pool. Uh, this cannot be a dice that was rolled as part of armour, injury or casualty roll. So basically he gets auto pro once per game. Now, that's quite cool. I like Puggy and at 120, he's pretty affordable. He He's not game changing. He's not game winning He's just going to be super useful all the time and his special ability is going to be really great. So, like that Puggy's back. Gives a little bit more, more options for the tournament rosters. Uh, so, that's really cool. And I love that we've got the full-on article here about his history. And, and this is something we don't read normally when we go through these videos because I want you to buy it, chill out, read it, just have a cup of tea and, and read through and just immerse yourself in the fluff of Blood Bowl because it is a very... Thematic and scenic background. Okay, next up we've got Cindy Pie Whistle the Culinary Queen. So Cindy is a Halfling chef that takes to the pitch and throws pie bombs, basically. Uh, she was introduced in the Halfling Spike magazine in the last edition and then promptly went away as 2020 landed. And now she's back. So 50k. Uh, movement 5, strength 2, edge 3 plus, passing 3 plus, armor 7 plus, standard. Halfling stats. Uh, she can play for a halfling thimble cup or old world classic. Passing three plus is actually better than a standard halfling with accurate, bombardier, dodge, lona four plus, secret weapon, and stunty. So she's the same as bomber dribble snot, just with worse armor and one worse movement. Accurate and passing three plus means that she's throwing a bomb three squares on a two plus, six squares on a three and and nine squares on a five plus, and 13 squares on a six plus. So that quick and short pass, she's got it nailed down. She's got a special ability as well, or you can eat. Once per game, Cindy may perform two throw bomb special actions rather than one, uh, though she must commit to doing so before making the first action. If she does immediately after performing the second throw bomb special action, roll a d6 on a one to three, Cindy is immediately sent off. So, um, Bomber's special ability allows you to just automatically explode the bomb if someone catches it. Which is great fun when you're throwing at gutters or or war dancers and stuff like that. It's really good. Cindy here, just being able to randomly dual wield one turn two bombs, it's going to give her a 50% chance to be sent off. But uh, we were talking on the podcast this week and I think Tripp sort of said there's some times where you have to play your your thrower on turn 8 because they've scored, you don't have the players, you have to deploy your bombardier. Actually, being able to just use that turn that you're going to get sent off anyway and just throw two bombs to try and get the most out of the the situation can be really good. I think bomber's better. uh, The movement doesn't really matter. The armour matters a little bit. But I think that automatic explosion is really good. This is gonna be carnage and I cannot wait to see it at a tournament. Probably at Beachhead next year in February. Someone's gonna bring Cindy and it's just gonna be a case of, yeah, double bombed, took out two star players, and it was absolute carnage. So <laughs> looking forward to that. That'll be good fun. I love this. Draw and dribble are back. Uh, sorry, dribble and draw, gotta get it right. The star player skinks that were introduced in the Lizardman skink, uh, in the Lizardman spike before um the you know the Blood Bowl 2020 snap before it got Thanos back. Uh, we've got Dribble and Drool. They're a two pair of star players for 190k. So 190k is going to get you both star players. They count as two star players. So they are going to be your two star players. Uh, dribble, 8-2, 3-plus, 4-plus, 8-plus, which is stunty. It's skink stats. Drool, 8-2, 3-plus, 4-plus, 8-plus. Again, skink stats here. Uh, you get two skinks for 190k. Dribble... Dirty player plus one, dodge, loner four plus, sidestep, sneaky get and stunty. And drool, dodge, loner four plus, sidestep, stab and stunty. So dribble has dirty player and sneaky get. And drool gets stab. they both got sidestep as standard, which is really good. So how do we feel about this pair? Um 190k for a stabber and a fowler isn't amazing. It's fine. You need to reframe it. This is going to be fun for an all skink team. You get a little bit of extra offensive weaponry, but really this is great for a slant team or an Amazon team because they get access to some movement eight stunty pieces uh, with sidestep. And that stab's going to be really useful against some star players. If you can just drop him up there and stab Cindy Pie Whistle, then you're absolutely laughing. If you have a crack at Flame or something like that, it's great. Stab is really useful. And that little cheeky bit of stunty stomping going on is really good too. And they've got a special ability, a sneaky pair. Dribble and Drool must be hired as a pair and continue, uh, and can count as two star players. Additionally, whenever Dribble or Drool perform either a stab or foul action against an opposition player marked by both, they may apply plus one modifier to the injury roll. So you kind of stab or stomp and if they're together, they form team Voltron and you get plus one to the injury roll, which means you're more likely to KO someone, more likely to casualty someone. That's going to be pretty useful and I like it. I like them. They're great characterful star players. We've not seen the models for these yet. I've got my brute fun guys ready to be printed to run though because I really like the idea of as Amazon team running these guys as catchers. And also that cheeky bit of stab is just wonderful. Next up, we've got Bile Rot Vomit Flesh. So this guy is a strength five bloater for uh Nurgle, well, for favored of Nurgle teams. So movement 4, strength 5, and 4 plus, passing 6 plus, armor 10 plus. The guy is 180k, which is pretty cheap for a strength 5 piece you got no block, no combat skills. It's Dirty Player, Disturbing Presence, Foul Appearance, and Loner 4+. That's it. This guy is 180k for a Strength 5 player. That's it. you got a bit of DP, which is useful. you got a bit of Foul Appearance, which is useful. And you've got that Dirty Player element to it as well, which again is going to be useful. His special ability is quite fun though. Putrid Regurgitation. Uh, once per game, Bile Rot may use the Projectile Vomit special action. This may still be used, even if Bile Rot has already performed a block action this turn. So I do like that. 180k is going to get you a strength 5 piece. Favourite of Nurgle. You know, all the teams that can take Favourite of Nurgle, generally speaking, you don't need a lot of muscle. But this is kind of a league piece. Uh, You know, he he fills in for a missing bloater and missing uh, Beast of Nurgle. And the fact that he kind of gets free-rolled a vomit once per game, even when he's had a block, is kind of useful. 180k is reasonably affordable. You are going to be able to get him on the pitch every now and again. I don't think he's going to be the most popular star player uh, at all. Uh, But I think every now and again, he's going to provide... I think this is the cheapest Strength 5 piece kicking around. So that's definitely something. Next up would be Scylla, but, you know, you've got the the laws of chaos to kind of contend with. Interesting one. Um, I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. This, however, is way more than fine. We've got Ripper Bolgrot, the thinking man's troll. 250k, so a reasonable price, kind of... On the more expensive end of star players this day but i think you get your money's worth he's moving four strength six edge five plus passing four plus armor 10 plus loaner four plus mighty blow plus one regeneration throw teammate and grab so he is a strength six troll with no really stupid and no always hungry so that's a massive boon all right it is a pricey one at 250k but again you're getting strength six which is pretty massive one assist for basically a three die block on anybody you like which is really good with no bonehead with no really stupid you don't need to look after him he's not going to fail an activation his dice are going to fail him but they fail everybody so from a combat point of view really good he's got grab in the teams that are likely to take him that grab is going to be able to either farm him off to another block target or farm him off to get a Bit of a fouling situation on the go. Just think about it. Uh, he plays for Badlands Brawls or Underworld Challenge. So we're looking at ogres, snotlings, goblins, black orcs. There's a bunch of teams there that are not opposed to putting the boot in, and that grab is a really good way. It's a three die block into a POW into a grab to drop him behind him and then just put the boot in that player is well and truly gone he's got a special power thinking man's troll once per half ripper may reroll one dice that was rolled either as a single dice as part of a multiple dice roll or as part of a dice pool Uh, this cannot be a dice that was rolled as part of an armor injury or casualty roll so he gets auto pro once per half so uh that's not bad either so you make that three die block you roll triple skulls Once per half, you just get to pick one of those dice and roll it again. He's actually rolling a four die block in that situation. That's great. It is so good to have Ripper back. Um, Passing four plus is good. He's got no strong armor or anything, so he's going to be throwing teammate just fine. He's there to be a little bit of everything. With a fail case of a strength six player that is stronger than basically all other players in the game. So awesome to see Ripper back. Which brings us to another retro star player. So we are seeing the return of Nobler Blackwart, Who is the quintessential goblin with a chainsaw. So Nobler was very popular back in the day. Had a great classic model. We've got a new model for him actually in the back of this book. Which is very... Nice to see. I'm a big fan of that. I think that's going to be a very cool looking model. We'll have a look at those again in a second. So Nobler comes in at 120k, movement 6, strength 2, edge 3+, plus, passing nothing, armor 8+, plus. goblin stats, block, chainsaw, dodge, loner 4+, secret weapon and stunty. So a blocking goblin chainsaw for 120k. Uh, Badlands Brawls or Underworld Challenge, so all the teams we just talked about. And he's got a special rule, which I think is going to be really useful. Uh, Kick him when they're down. Once per game, Knobler may use the Chainsaw Attack special action against a prone or stunned opposition player. This does not count as a foul action, so he cannot be sent off. So this is really useful. So if you don't want to blitz with him and you don't want to foul with him because you don't want to risk him being sent off or you've just got someone else to foul with, once per game, Knobler can just wander up to someone and chainsaw. Now he's going to have to roll for kickback as normal, but he's not going to get sent off for fouling. So it's actually a really—it's like super sneaky gear in that regard. Really love it. That's really cool. Downside for me of Knobler here is 120k is is expensive. He's the cheapest chainsaw. Like that—that's awesome. He is definitely the cheapest chainsaw, which is great. Uh, but he is still pricey, and he's going to be competing with Fungus Saloon at 80k, and Bomber Dribble's not at 50k. I was expecting to see Knobler land around about 80k. 120, well within the realms of affordability. It's just not going to be the first pick. People are going to use him for theme, but when it comes to a pair of star players for goblins... I think it's going to be Fungus and Bomber, or Bomber and Bribes. Nobler, 60k would have been amazingly good. 80k would have been reasonable. 120k is probably fair, but it's not cheap enough that he's going to make a huge impact. You'll see him, but it will not be massive. And the last of the star players returning... No, 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 we've got one more. Uh, The last of the Badlands Brawls, guys. Anyway, this is Scrapper Sawhead. So this is the Goblin on a Pogo, uh, another classic star player of old. So Scrapper comes in at 130k, movement 7, strength 2, and three 3+, passing 5+, armor 8+, dirty player plus 1, dodge, loner 4+, Pogo stick, right stuff, sprint, stunty, and sure feet. So again, Badlands Brawl or Underworld challenge here. So Scrapper, 130k, you get a 3 plus Pogoer. Pogo is awesome. Combined with Lona 4+, plus, that is a... It's risky, okay? It's risky, but it can make all the difference. Because... The guy's movement 10. I know he's not. He's movement 7 with sprint and sure feeds, But because he's got sure feet, he's movement 10 with dodge. And he, doesn't have, he does have stunty and stunty and edge 3+. This guy is... I think going to be an underrated scoring threat. Okay, Goblins are great. snarlings are great. Uh, they've got that stunty ability to just be anywhere. But but they don't have the ability to move 10 squares a turn. And he's got right stuff as well. So this is just a super goblin scoring threat. Yeah, it would have been nice for him to be edge 2+, or to have sure hands, or something like that, to give the missing piece to the Black orc team. 130k movement 10 he's, he's a poor man's hack phlegm and i think that's okay that that pogo is going to be fine he's not the most reliable of stars but he's going to give you an extra element to the offense and that element is going to be speed and i really love it 130k makes him pretty reasonably affordable i think he'll be really good fun in tournaments and i think in uh leagues he's going to give you a nice bit of a nice bit of catch-up potential as well no secret weapon shenanigans or any of that Worst case scenario, you've got Dirty Player, so you can go and put the boot in while nobbler is just taking someone apart next door. He's got a special ability which is quite interesting. It's called Yoink. Once per game, when Scrapper attempts to interfere with a pass action, he may roll a deuce d6. On a 2+, Scrapper does not need to roll to interfere with the pass action. Instead, he automatically makes an interception and gains control of the ball. <laughs> Wow, he turned this one up to 12, huh? So um, if he's in the path of a pass, he rolls a dice and on a two plus, once per game, just bounces into the sky and gets the ball. No interception roll required, no deflection roll required, just gets the ball. Uh, He does not need to roll to interfere with the pass action, instead he automatically makes an interception. I guess on a one, he still has to roll to interfere. Anyway, that's going to be really interesting, and that's going to definitely catch some people out. who are going for a cheeky pass over the top of Scrapper. What that does mean is you can use him to mark a scoring threat, and there's no way they can throw the ball to him. Well, I guess the two-plus isn't a one-plus, but it's good at. So uh, I like this guy. 130k is affordable movement. 7 plus sprint and short feet is basically movement 10. With dodge, he's going to be really effective. And the last star player, it is the last star player this time, is with a grasp, double draw. Uh, 170k plays for favoured of any. Uh, movement 6, strength 3, edge 4 plus. Got edge busted here. Passing 4 plus, armour 9 plus, load of 4 plus, prehands our tail, tackle, tentacles, two heads, and wrestle so uh two heads means he's dodging away on a three plus he's got no dodge to make that work so that edge four plus is a tough one movement six is a tough one 170k is not cheap okay uh we're we're talking mid-range star level here so uh who else is 170k uh run below sheepskin Anyway, his special rule, watch out. The first time each half that with a grasp is the target of an opposition player's block action, he counts as having the dodge skill. Okay, so once per half he counts as having dodge when he's punched in the face. Oh, right, 170k for a wrestle tackle piece is great. Like, that's going to be really useful. There are going to be many games where that is going to be a really useful skill set for you. It's not dominant. It's not a hack phlegm. Uh, For forty k more, you can get Hackflem, which is interesting. Who is way faster, way more agile. The same amount of strong, but this guy having prehensile tail, tackles, wrestle, and tackle means that if you pop him next to a player, he's going to be an absolute nuisance. So it's a good defensive player. It's you know C plus level. He's not going to warp the game. He's going to come in to his own every now and again and that that little tackle wrestle combination is going to be really useful. Not an auto pick but if someone was running him I'd probably start worrying a little bit because anybody who chooses with a grasp double draw is choosing him because he wants that skill set and knows how to use that skill set. So I would be a bit bit conscious if I was in a tournament someone was running with a grasp double draw because I'd feel like that coach would have a plan and that is quite scary okay so we've got some cool goblin models here let's uh see if we can zoom in a little bit to get these boys on camera this is the last page which is the new season colors page and we've got the new scrapper sawhead model and the new knobler Blackwart model i love this this is wicked i love his little hat the way the straps go below the eyes he's got a kind of little goggle holes and scrapper sawhead is looking pretty good as a model as well just a standard Goblin, uh, which is fine. Neither of them look super star-like, but Scrapper's got the Jester hat on his pogo stick. nobbler has got his kind of the classic chainsaw, chainmail, and face mask combo that works for him. So I like that. I think that's the only picture of the new star players from this entire book, and it works beautifully. I'm looking forward to seeing these Goblin star players in the flesh. Okay, so there you have it, the Spike magazine. If you don't have the spikes, it's a brilliant, the Almanac's a brilliant pick up. If you've got the spike magazines, you don't really need it, but it does have a ton of good background fluff for those star players and it does put everything into one place. So if you've got them, it's still worth buying. I love the spike magazines, I love the star players, I love what they're doing. I know it was a pretty quiet year for Blood Bowl when it came to releases like this, so actually only having two spikes in it is kind of like, eh, I'll just go buy the two spikes, it'll be cheaper. But it's a cool book, I love what they're doing, and I kind of want to keep supporting them, and I feel like encouraging them to produce more Blood Bowl stuff by buying the Blood Bowl stuff they make is not a terrible strategy, but you don't need it, but you don't need any of this. It's good fun to have. Uh, So I'm a big fan, both the spikes in there, the star players the fluff. It's just so much fun. Really love it. Anyway, big thank you to Entoyment for letting us grab this early to do a video review. And like I said, if you're shopping in the UK for games or Games Workshop, Entoyment.co.uk is going to treat you just right. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up now, guys. Thank you very much for watching. We'll be back soon with more bubble content. Happy blocking.